Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. This is the Law & Order SVU After Show. Today we're talking Season 12, Episode 1, Locum. You still I try tried. to get the numbers? <laughs> yeah, but I know. I don't know if it's mirrored. Like, I don't know what's going on. It's episode one of the season, okay? <laughs> All right. This is season 12, episode one, Locum, um, also known as the episode with Bailey Madison and Joan Cusack. So, like, that episode. <laughs> um, I'm Yale Teagle. I'm joined, as always, by Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hi. Um, Felicia could not be with us today, but she will be with us later and we'll tell you about that at the end of the stream. So stick around. Um, it, before we jump into the episode, as always, I'll remind everybody of the hotline. If you are in a situation and you need help, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, what does 4673 mean? It spells hope, everyone. It does spell hope. We love that. We do love that. Um, welcome to everyone who's in our live stream. Hi, Zach and Daryl. I see you're here. We're excited to talk about this episode. Uh, this is an episode that I know Taylor loves. Um, upon rewatch for the 50th time, it's great. Like, it's such a great episode. Um, I told you so. So, so as a warning, we're going we're gonna to make some comments. This show, mm-hmm. this episode is like, deals with a lot of different issues and sometimes we make comments that are not so great yep that's fair enough i might do some reenactments uh, with my favorite lines yes yeah, we have a lot to talk about all right here is the quick cap for season 12 episode one locum when benson and stabler investigate the circumstances behind a foster child's disappearance they discover that our overprotective parents are still struggling to cope with the disappearance of another daughter it's a pretty good quick cap um pretty accurate i see that uh daryl and zach both enjoyed this episode as well uh i'm so excited to talk about this because this episode was like a season premiere and this is back when the show did not like do big season premieres or finales. It was just another episode, but it's a like great episode. What it like starts the season so beautifully. Any episode that starts with Joan Cusack eyes open in the bathtub while Bailey Madison is messing up for Elise in the living room, wearing a silly band. Like, you know, the rest of the season, like, how do you even meet or top that? Like, that is just everything to me, you know? Um, I forgot about silly bands until rewatching this. And I went, oh, yeah, silly bands it's were a thing. Such an amazing, like, time capsule. Like, I know that we talk about, like, the chat rooms and stuff in, like, season one and two. The fact that there's a silly band in this <laughs> is incredible to me. 
Um, I agree. Also, the Joan Cusack eyes open in the bath looking like a dead body is amazing because you start the season going, oh, we're starting with a dead body. Like, what an interesting way to start the season. And then she's not. She's not a dead body. And thank God she's not because she capital A acts in this episode. Like, (laughs) She gets to chew all the scenery, and I'm just like, good for her. Like, she deserves that. Um, I honestly, as I was re-watching, I took zero notes <laughs> until a specific point because I was just so um, enthralled in this episode. I love this episode. So good. Um, Bailey Madison, let's give some props to this actress. So I, I think it needs to be noted. Bailey Madison first came on the scene in Just Go With It, which is the least, uh, the most underrated Adam Sandler yes. movie. I was ever. gonna say, I was like, don't you disrespect Just Go With It. No, Just Go With It is <laughs> the most underrated movie because it was promoted very poorly and it was actually a fantastic movie because it's a remake. Anyway, not the point. The point is, Bailey Madison appeared to us in that. She then, I would say, like really showed her incredible ability in Once Upon a Time playing a young Jennifer Goodwin. In our home, she is referred to as Little Snow White. Like, that's who she is. Um, So to see her, and now she's like a star of the show on Hallmark. Yeah, she's been in so much stuff for being like so young. But I obviously, for, for me, she's Callie's little sister from the Fosters. And they do look strikingly similar which is yes um but she's great like she just she she kills it i think she's wonderful and she's so good in this episode she's amazing in this episode her ability to like to be performing at the caliber of joan cusack yes is amazing um so let's discuss some parts. I, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Oh, she left the good witch. Thank you. My bad. Well, she was there for a while. She was the star, right? She was one of the stars. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, that's fine. She's doing a lot. Um, I think she had a Netflix movie that came out like last week too. Yeah, that's true. Or this week, I don't know, but she just she's anchoring movies, which is saying something. Yeah, I just I think it needs to be appreciated that like. She started in that Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and, with and the like, British accent, right? With the like terrible British accent. <laughs> yeah. And like, I remember being like, this girl's wild. And now I'm like, this girl's incredible. Like Amazing. what? Oh, I can't wait for her to win an Oscar. Anyway, um, where do we? Oh, also you want us to start with Henry Eyes, um, Ian Kusick. I don't know how to say his name. Um, this is the guy from Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I remember when this episode aired, it was like a big thing that this guy from Lost was in. I was like, but Joan Cusack is in it. Right. Like, let's get our priorities straight. He was great, though. He was in The 100, and he was also in Scandal for the first season, too, I think. Yes. I think for, the, like, just the pilot, if I remember correctly. It was the first. I just watched the first season of Scandal since the first season, and then I, I got to episode two, and I was like, where's the guy? And he just wasn't there anymore. But Yeah. So, um he what i love about his character is actually the next episode of his yeah Um, i love that he stays um i also think he brings up a really amazing point um this episode we're jumping around it's fine um 
he is like a man can't help a child without you assuming that he's a predator. Now we're ignoring what we know in the next episode that he's in. I think right. it's a really interesting, um, really interesting point. That I do too. This it is, is yeah. Go ahead. It is true, and like, and I think we've been primed to think that too because of this show. Like, obviously, when you see them talking, getting kind of close at the train station, you're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, like there's something sketchy about this. But it's true, like. He could have been just like talking to her, trying to get her home. Like, yeah, it's it's like it's a hard line. Like, when when is it overcautious and when is it like the appropriate amount of cautious? I guess. I think one of the best parts watching this episode again, knowing where it goes, the part where it looks like she had said that he was Eddie, like, and he was like, "I'm about to go to jail." For the one I didn't do. Like, I think that's what, if you watch it, that's what's going on in his face is like, I'm, I'm about to go down for this one. Like, no, no, no. This one I didn't do. (laughs) We're always going to get it right. Okay. Right. Like if I'm going to get caught, it's going to be for one that I did. (laughs) Seriously though. Um. Interesting. Daryl says that uh, in the British media a few years ago, there were men talking about, um, being scared to um, to comfort a lost child or to check on a child by themselves. I think that's a really interesting point. Um, I know that, so for those who don't know this, I teach Jewish Sunday school. Um, I had to go through a training. I, none of us are allowed to be alone in a classroom with a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not allowed to use the same bathroom as the kids. Um, oh, interesting. We, I volunteer teens like young teens and i also had to like get a background check go through like training there are rules about where we can meet so yeah i i kind of feel the same way as you like there's there's limitations and and things we need to do to like make sure that's appropriate there's like boundaries yeah and there's also i mean there's an episode of svu that talks about this idea that um a lot of times doctors a male doctor might be um, accompanied by a nurse just to be there so that no one can say anything happened. Like the yeah. idea is not just to protect the child or the, or the the client, but also to protect the person from being accused. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. And, and I think that if, you know, if this man, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Weber was at a train station and saw this child and was trying to comfort her or help her, maybe tell someone who works there right right get get your uh get your ducks in a row you know be thinking ahead right like if you thought about going to buy her a soda and then sat down to talk to her on the way back with the sodas being like hey there's this girl i think she's trying to run away i'm gonna keep her company you should call the cops yeah that's that's a good point that's a really good point I'm just, I'm not saying that there can't, you can't be a grown adult who wants to help a child. I'm saying if you tell another adult, it's less suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Cover your bases. Right. For your, I mean, there's, especially in the US where there are all these, people are always afraid to be sued for things. Like, Mm -hmm. then go out of your way to cover your bases. Yeah, exactly. Um. But great place to start. Uh, yeah, so I really love the whole storyline of her just missing her foster brother. Um, I did too. And I love that that's like, it's like such a funny red herring because it's like, she's like, yeah, it's that guy. Like, 
you're right, you caught him. Um, but she's like, I love her character because there's like obviously a lot of vulnerability that we see, but she's also like kind of mischievous. And she like obviously is the one who steals the $200, wheelies right away, like into the train station. Like she's really smart and like kind of cunning, but it's obviously for like a purpose. Like there's a lot of like hurt inside. And she does a really good job like playing all those layers at once. Yeah, I want to understand why Marie, the the foster mom, was like, that girl's trouble. Why is she trouble? I'm assuming it's because she's acting like a normal 10-year-old. I don't think, I didn't trust Marie. I didn't like Marie. I didn't trust Marie either. I just think it's interesting that she was like, that, you know, I've had all these kids and she's the only one who's been trouble. I'm like, why? What did she do? Yeah, I, I think it's nothing more than like what she's doing with John Cusack, to be quite honest. Wanting to go outside. Yeah, wanting to go outside and like use a computer and like wheelie and wear a silly band. <laughs> and be a child. Yeah. I, don't she to be a child. yeah I think what's really that. interesting is after we get to like the, the root of the issue, um, everything that Mackenzie tells us is correct, is the truth. She just goes about it in the weirdest way. Because she's a kid, though. Like, it makes sense that she's kind of, like, thinks that it's one thing. And there's, like, truth to it. But she's also young and has, like, a kind of overactive imagination, I think, too. So I think it makes sense. I I do, too. I just find it very annoying. Um, Because every time... So, like, she says she's hurt. She's like, they hurt me. I need help. And Benson... Look, when Benson is like, she left us this note saying she's... They hurt me and she needs help. And everyone else, first of all, I'm saying it, men. <laughs> they're all men and they're like, she's overreacting. Um, yeah, what? You work in SV? Like, are thank you kidding you. me right now? I was like, okay, you're crazy. A child is asking for help. And and these men who literally see children need help all the time are like, yeah. she's fine. I'm like, I'm sorry, but if you have spent two minutes in a room, I don't even know her name. What's Joan Cusack's name in this? I just Pamela. keep calling her Joan Cusack. Pamela. Okay, well, I'm just going to write it down. Cusack. If you are in a room for her, with her for more than like two minutes, you know there's something off. Like there's something off. It's not like she's like malicious necessarily, but she's not all like correct. It is probably it's not a good environment for her. And you could probably realize that by now. So honestly, <laughs> the idea that they adopted this girl, I was like, wait a second. This family that had a child go missing, it hasn't been resolved. And some people think of them as the suspect. We're able to adopt a child. That's such a good point. That is that is such a good point. What were they thinking? Yeah, like who Olivia couldn't get a child for years because she, I don't know, worked too much. But these people just waltz right in with Mackenzie. <laughs> Interesting. I just think that's a weird thing to that wasn't addressed. That's a really good. Point. Like, let's talk to that agency, perhaps let's investigate them. I'm sure someone's going to point out that they are very rich, and I think that that is fair. Um, I just think that it should have been said. Like, even Stabler being like, when the when the um, sheriff or whoever was like, you know, I don't, I don't have any proof, but I think the parents did it. He should have been like, 
How did they adopt a 10 year old? Yeah, no, that's a really good point that I didn't even think of, but you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, Zach says the trooper Stabler is talking about definitely thought they killed Ella. So then how? Yeah. He he did not do his due diligence whatsoever. He's like, yeah, I think that they killed her. Haven't really checked up on that. Haven't really, bro. <laughs> Please. I mean, the fact that it comes down to the photograph that they didn't ask about, like, yeah, it was that the not cops did not ask. <laughs> I cannot. Um. So silly. All right. So let's continue talking about um some of this earlier stuff before we get into the Ella storyline. Yeah. Um, so when Benson, I want to talk more about Benson and uh, Eric Weber's relationship <laughs> because he asks her out for coffee and he, and she's like, I don't mix business with, you know, and he was like, well, I'm not business anymore. You cleared me. She could have been like, look, Jeffrey's learned that the hard way. We're not doing this. Yeah. Seriously though. We also got our some delicious jealous Elliot, and you can try to spin it however you want. But jealousy is it? Sorry. Is that what it was? Yes, I'm gonna say it was. I see. Um, it's something you don't just happen to say things like that and it mean nothing. They they even if they didn't mean it, they're dangling, they're baiting, like they know what they're doing, you know. <laughs> um, I also, I, I guess it's my favorite line. I'll hold on to it then. I'll wait. I'll wait oh, on my two. I have like 10. So if you want to say yours. Okay. But when we get to favorite, when we get to best lines, we'll okay. do that in a bit. All right. Um, so I really love Benson's whole, you know, with the note, we now get a home visit. Uh, and then we get Pamela. You think I'm an unfit mother? Yeah, kind of. I mean. Sorry. Yes. But also you're projecting. I think you've got some insecurities there. If you're yeah. gonna shout that out. Yeah. Um, I want to also talk about this computer chip thing. Um, Benson does uh, point out time, like a dog. <laughs> yes. The whole time I could not help thinking of like how relevant this is and like how much I hate it because like I wanted to post a clip and be like, LOL, but it turns out it is a computer chip. I'm like, I can't because there's like all those theories about how like the COVID shot's gonna track you. It's first of all not. Like, I'm just going to say that right now. It's not. But now I'm like, damn, like, I can't even post this and have it be fun because she's right. Like, it is a computer chip. Um, to be fair, I had the same thought. I was like, oh, yeah, I just got my chip a couple weeks ago. I should post it. so funny. And I'm like, uh, I can't. We simply can't feed into that narrative. Um, honestly, it's the... Once we got to like the chip and then the nose job and then the hair dyeing, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, at that point, like this girl should be removed. I would say, yeah, I would agree with you. Get her out of there, please. Um, also, oh, wow. are we to believe that in this world, Bailey Madison uh, originally had blonde curly hair? Yeah, that picture was like, all right. <laughs> you, they couldn't have hired, no offense to Bailey Madison, who's amazing, but they couldn't have like done it the opposite way where like they right. put her in blonde because that would feel unreal. <laughs> like, exactly. Or like, like, or even like, okay, they chemically straightened her hair. 
Sure. Mm -hmm. But in no world do I believe that, that Bailey Madison naturally has curly blonde hair. No, I agree. Um, it's fine. It, it's a Photoshop job, but it's it's okay. Um, it's like how I do Photoshop. I yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was blonde, right? I'm not making that up. Yeah, like, it was blonde. blonde and but curly. And I was like, yeah, you see the picture for one second. I think she has like a baseball cap on. I'm just like, no, but it's fine. We'll I'm pretty it. sure the, the hair is attached to the baseball. It's one of those wigs where like it's I, all one piece. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that. Um, yeah, so I do enjoy the the if a nose job for a kid was illegal, you'd have to arrest the Upper East I'll, Side. I'll say the, yeah, if, if giving a kid a child a nose job was a crime, you'd have to arrest half the parents on the Upper Upper West Side. West Incredible. Side. Yes, I great line. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so then we do the Ella case and we find out. No, no. We, we have to, because I wanted to reenact this one. Oh, um, right. Wait, no, wait. Hold on, hold on. So we okay. start with the photographer. Um, oh, okay. Okay. And then, yeah, and then we're hearing about some red-haired girl that came out of nowhere. Oh. And the cops think it's the parents, um, which eventually gets us to the photographer who has a picture of the red-haired girl. What was she wearing, Taylor? Well, let me demonstrate for all of our um, all of our YouTube watchers. She was wearing an orange shirt and green shorts. She was. Thank and you I just, for cosplay. Just had to give you a little visual aid today. You're welcome. I'm um, bounding is what you call that. It's not cosplaying, but it's like the, the step below that. Yeah, bounding. I'm bounding as um, Darla Pennington today. <laughs> Circa 2000, whatever year that would be. You're welcome. Yep. Whatever year that would be. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderfully done. I'm not doing math live on air. That would be so embarrassing. Um, honestly, the whole, I want to talk real quick about this scene where Stabler gaslights uh, Pamela. Because this is, when people don't understand gaslighting, this is the scene I show them. Which is this girl going, my daughter was kidnapped. And he's like, where'd you hide the body? And she's like, no, someone took her. And she's like, Where'd you hide the body? She's like, no, there was this other girl who invited her play and then she was taken. Where's the body? Yeah. She's, she's still alive. And he's like, oh, you kept her alive? Where did you hide her? <laughs> Stop gaslighting this woman. Yeah, literally though. Yeah, it's a it's, little. It's like the, I, it's the, the definition right there is she's going, you got to find my daughter. And he's like, okay, tell me where you put her. Right. Like he will not let up too. I'm like, come on, that let's back up. Um, yeah. I actually have used that scene as an example. Of as you stuff. should. It's a good visual aid. Yeah. I'm um, fortunate that it came from our team, but you know, <laughs> we, we've, we've discussed that they are not perfect by any means. Um, so anyway, we find out that this redhead that we have the photo of wasn't missing, but was in kitty porn. Um, and that uh, takes us to uh, Darla at the massage parlor. And we find out that she tried to save Ella from her father, um, who wanted to make her his wife. The twists and turns, the twists and turns. Seriously. So uh -huh. 
Honestly, from the beginning, the twists and turns are this girl ran away. There was no older man. She just wanted to see her foster brother. Um, they're she, trying to make her a carbon copy. They're trying to make her a carbon daughter. copy. Yes. The, the doll the doll's made to look like you. No, the doll was here first. This is a lie. They chipped her. Um, <laughs> their other daughter is missing. The redhead girl is real. The redhead girl's father is who took her to make her his wife. Which and then, is, and then she's alive. She's alive. <laughs> yeah. um, a journey. Such a journey. And then in the end, this is the big question for me because Ella comes back and everyone's so happy. What happens to Mackenzie? She's not staying there, I don't think. I was like, does this girl now have the most freedom where like her mom no longer gives two shits what she's True. doing. Like now they have Ella to worry about Mackenzie. Go, go visit your foster brother. Go be outside. Right. We are here. Um, I do want to say, yes, I think speaking of acting, the girl who plays Ella does such a good job, like, without saying much, I think. Like, that scene where she hides behind the tree. Like, every mm-hmm. time I see that, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, she's really not talking, but her facial expressions, her, like, body movements is so good to me. Like, I'm always blown away by that performance. I totally agree. Uh, the actress's name is Amanda Dillard, and she definitely deserves props for that. Oh, um, Amazing performance. Uh, Daryl says they're putting Mackenzie in one of those New York boarding schools. <laughs> That's so awful. But like, I mean, they right. don't have space for her in that home. There's only one bedroom for the daughter. Give me like a show where they have to share a room. That would be crazy. That would I watched the hell out of that. I mean, I I don't understand how the episode ends without Mackenzie saying, what happens to me? Well, her face doesn't, I think. It's yeah. like resignation of like, oh yeah, they don't care about me anymore. But she's like also happy that she was found. It was good. It's so much is said. Uh, Zach says the one thing, that, one thing that always gets me every time I watch the episode, what happens to poor Mackenzie? Absolutely. At the end of the episode, I, I like hear her saying what happens to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love this episode. It's so oh God, good. It's underrated. It is. And honestly, like the twists and turns are fantastic, but also like the story itself is just wild. Um, I agree. So good. All right, let's head into some of our best lines. Um, List. I will start. Yes. Um, <laughs> My my best lines. Well, I didn't actually write the line, but this is the one where I started taking notes. And it was uh, when Munch was like, "Just so you know, like none of your things are private. Everyone's." Really I wrote that one too. Um, and Finn, Finn, be like, "Not now, not now." Oh, um, also, her mom is demanding a penis-free zone, penis-free environment. Yep, yep. another one I had. Top of my list. All right, go That's for good. it. Tell us. Um, well, the one I wanted to reenact earlier yes. um, was Joan Cusack's, I love Ella. And then Olivia goes, you mean Mackenzie. I was like, that is the line that just like. You forgot the next part. Shook. 
No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. She's she was right. That's ooh, that whole mm-hmm. series of lines is so good. Um, kid just went for a joy skate. <laughs> I love. <laughs> so good. Um, I love when they're in Grand Central. I need you to shut down the train. Which one? All of them. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> in that whole part where she like takes that kid who is not her kid, I was like, oh man, that is so cringe every time. Um, every time, because also that girl's wearing a hijab, like. Right, right. I was like, I guess that like, could be a disguise, but also like that, like let's not let's not be grabbing random children, okay? The um, girl that she grabs is so calm, as though too, this happens just, all like, the time. Just like stop <laughs> I'm like how are you not more concerned at this point right. um I would be more comfortable with the female detective the nice one immediately cuts to you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I think that the big there is just perfect mm-hmm. um and then finally I love when like the photographer is also just like a really funny character to me like he's just like taking pictures at the mall now even though he had these big dreams of being like a nature photographer <laughs> i told him i didn't have any kids at least none that i knew of <laughs> i just um, so much gold so good uh daryl says i like the first meeting with the mother stabler says maybe she needs a little space she's 10 yeah right. you seem like she needs first um so funny i yeah Great lines. This episode is full of great lines. Really? Full of twists and turns. Really, honestly, a fantastic episode, Taylor. Also, this isn't a line, but a moment that I always find really funny is where Olivia's at the house, and she's like, you said that they put something inside of you. What was it? And then she goes, a computer chip. And Olivia's face kills me every time. She's just like, we have wasted our time here. Like She's immediately so angry that this is why she was called over. It's like her face is just so funny to me every single time. She's just like, well, because she keeps the thing is it keeps happening because it's the chip and then the doll and then the picture. So like every time Mackenzie tells her something, Ben's is like, oh god, tell me more. And then she tells her more, and she goes, oh no, that's not a thing. And yeah. then she like questions <laughs> the parents about it, and they're like, here's a reason for it. And she goes, that's not a thing. <laughs> like yeah. every time. I just like I her acting is so funny to me. Where she's just like, you cannot be you cannot be serious right now. <laughs> like, yeah, computer chip. <laughs> um, you chipped her like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Um, so what's really amusing about this episode is that's a weird transition, but yeah, I'm gonna say it. It's ripped from a headline. What? Oh. So this is ripped from the J.C. Duggard story, the kidnapping yeah. of J.C. Duggard. Um, it happened in 1991. She was 11 years old. She was abducted from a street while walking to a school bus. Searches began immediately after her appearance, but no reliable leads were generated, though her stepfather was uh, witnessed her kidnapping and chased the kidnappers on his mountain bike. She remained missing until 2009, so 91 to 2009, when a convicted sex offender, Philip Garrido, uh, visited the campus of UC Berkeley, accompanied by two girls, now known to be his daughters. Um, 
and the unusual behavior of the trio sparked an investigation that led his parole officer to order him to take his two girls to the parole office in Concord, California. Um, he was accompanied by a woman who was finally identified as um, Duggard herself. That's crazy. I do remember vaguely that case. Like, really? not when it happened. Not when it happened, but I remember, like, either knowing that was ripped from this headline or just, like, reading about it, like, in another documentary or, or whatever. Interesting. It's, I think it's a pretty well-known case, isn't it? I mean, it might be. I am not familiar or like it doesn't immediately remind me of the name sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's see what it what else it has inspired. <laughs> um, all of this information is available on Wikipedia.com. <laughs> Just to... thanks, guys. Um, so her life, JC uh, Duggard documented her life in captivity in the book A Stolen Life of Memoir which she wrote as part of her therapy. Um, she wrote in the book, it was published in July 2011 to assist other survivors of sexual abuse. Um, a few days after the book was released, she gave her first extensive TV interview with Diane Sawyer. Oh, I thought she was on Oprah, weirdly. Nope. Was she ever talked to Oprah? Um, I used to watch Oprah after school with my mom. So that's mm, why that could be it. So there's also... Investig- uh, on I on Investigation Discovery Channel, they did Wicked Attraction, aired an episode about um, her. So if you've seen that, on Channel 4 uh, in the UK, captive for 18 years, J.C. Lee focused on her kidnapping. So it was a documentary that aired in October 2009. It's going to say 2009. Um, do, 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 do. She I think was maybe... Yes. When the book came out, maybe she was doing like, interviews for that. And that's Could be. She had a second book in 2016, Freedom, My Book of Firsts. It focused on her life since uh, the publication mm-hmm. of the first book, um, her recovery and reintegration to the world. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. She was again interviewed by Dan Sawyer. Um, and then the case was covered in Case File True Crime Podcast in 2016. So. Interesting. Interestingly, SVU not list, but whatever. Um, yeah, so you can check that out if you are interested in more information about that. But that is the headline that this episode was ripped from. Uh, 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 yeah. Um, also, before we continue, as a reminder, next week is a new episode. It is the crossover episode with Organized Crime, the new Stabler Yay. show. Um, if you have not seen the the released scene um, that is out right now, I guess I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go check it out. Go um, watch it. It's everywhere. Um, maybe I'll link to it below. Yes. I'll remember okay. and do that after our episode. Um, so an hour after we air, it should be available. And if you're listening to the podcast version, it's in the description. Okay. Uh, 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 what else do I want to tell everybody? Let's do the weekly poll and then we'll tell you where to find us later this week. Yes. All right. So last week we asked you guys what your favorite twin episode was. So many good ones. Um, Coming in at last place, sadly, uh, with 7.1% of the votes, we have a tie uh, between Parasites. Parasites. 
which is season two, episode 19, and Identity, which is season six, episode 12. That's something we talked about last week. That deserves better. Um, wow. You guys, but it's fine. Um, second place, we had Double Strand, which is season 13, episode four. They got 21.1. Tw- oh, sorry, what, what? <laughs> 21.4% of the votes. And becoming in a number one, I am not shocked. This is my amazing episode. Bombshell. Season 12, episode 18, got 64.3% of the votes. Honestly, uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, I think I think our fans are biased towards newer episodes. It's true, but but yeah, they share a soul. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's not a fantastic episode. <laughs> um, I'm just saying the other episodes deserved better scores. I knew Parasite That's was going to lose um, because nobody remembers season two the way I do. Um, it's true. I will yeah. also say, if you're listening to our show and watching our show, maybe check out the early seasons. They're great. They're wild. They are great. Um, and you'll and what I think is Sorry. even the best part about the old the episodes. Bombshell. Oh no, what were you saying? Sorry. I was just gonna say, I I'm not mad at Bombshell winning because it's such a classic. I'm not mad at either. I'm just saying. Take some time to enjoy the classic episodes uh, because like the stories were wild back then because they were all fresh. Like now yeah. I feel like a lot of the stories are similar or if we, as we have noticed are exactly the same. Um, I'm just saying. Here's the thing about season two. <laughs> Olivia's haircut physically pains me. <laughs> And that's why I struggle with that season. Season three has the kind of same vibe. Season four is when it starts to get better. Season one's great, fine, fresh, wonderful. Season two, I'm like, what happened here? That's all I'm going to say for that. I understand. <laughs> it's like I say, it makes me physically in pain. But the you know? stories are so good. It's true. It's true. Um, anyway. But this week. <laughs> We asked you guys what your favorite found girl episode is. Um, right now, in dead last, zero percent of the votes. We have Avatar, which is season nine, episode two. Um, oh my yeah, god! Explain, explain Avatar for us. Okay, Avatar, if I'm remembering correctly, is the one where a girl goes missing because she had this like schoolgirl avatar on Second Life. I think it's what it was called. Yeah, I think you're right. Another universe. One of those. Both of those sound right. (laughs) One of those. Um, And it then turns out that she was taken, kidnapped by this guy, this bookstore owner. This was during um, Lake was there. (laughs) Detective Lake was there. Chester Lake. You guys survived lobster. Um, It was during his arc. So this guy uh, kidnapped this girl and uh, is holding her captive. And then it turns out that he also years ago kidnapped this girl who has been waiting for him in his cabin by the lake. And when they bring her to him, he doesn't want her anymore because she's that's old. Right. That's right. Yes. That's, a, that's why I love it. So that scene, more respect than the scene is, right so, is so um, memorable that I think they made fun of it on the soup on E. <laughs> like they literally were like, what is this? Because it's an old man saying to an old woman, you're so old. 
I um, do remember that. Wow, that deserves way more respect than it's getting right now. Someone change that. Also, I'm just going to throw this out. The old man um, turns out to be Gregory Searle, which we then see again later in the episode where Carisi goes to live in that halfway house um, yes. with sex offenders. Yep, that's so, also a good one. Just, just going to tie it all together for you. Go on. Wild. Um, right now in third place, we have Quack, which is season eight, episode two. That is a great one. That's the one with the girl with Turner syndrome. Where oh. doesn't she need a medication or something, or else? No, she yeah. wants oh. to be able to have babies because she's got this oh, very yeah, short yeah. window. Um, and so she fakes her own kidnapping. Um, with or she runs away. Uh, with this boy who also like fakes a kidnapping so that he can get. I think it's like 500 bucks. Um, and then it turns out that she left with her father's like assistant who's in love with her or whatever. It introduces yeah, Danny yeah, back yeah. at the end. I, Cause I think I get clock and countdown mixed up because it's like the same vibe of titles, right. but you're right. You're right. Um, that was also a good one now that you mentioned yeah. that. Um, right now in second place, we have undercover mother uh, season 16, episode 15. That is just a classic because. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, the outfit that's in that episode. <laughs> it's the one where they go undercover uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, I feel like we talk about this one every week for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we do bring it up a lot. But, like, why not, you know? Yeah. And then right now in first place, and it's rightful first place, is this one, Locum, with 57.1% of the vote. However, there's only seven votes, so this could very well change very quickly. Um, but that's as we stand right now. So definitely go vote and we'll tell you where to find that in just a few. We will. Um, oh, in this, I forgot. I always forget about this segment of ours. It's time for yep. What Did We Learn? Oh, man. Oh, what gosh. did we learn? Uh, I guess I learned that this was ripped from a headline that I did not know. Interesting. I think I, think I did know that, which is the first time that's ever happened. Um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I learned that you can put a computer chip in someone <laughs> like a dog like a dog that's a good one if you're watching us live and you're in our chat what did you learn in this episode please tell me um I learned that re when you re-watch it you can see Eric's face um where he's like he's like no I'm not going down for this because this one I didn't do I like you can see that in his face, which I yeah, think is amazing. That, I want to watch the the next episode. I want to watch the next one now because that is a good little arc. Yeah, because I think that they can't. I think that they premiered the same night, right? No, it was the next one's good too. It's the girl. I think. It was, oh, it wasn't. Didn't premiere the same night. I think it was. Um, they they were a week apart. I think it was just the next episode. Oh, weird. Interesting. I don't know. I didn't watch it live. I didn't start watching until middle of season 12 live, but I thought weirdly I saw like that they premiered on the same day. I could be wrong. But the next episode's good too. It's Bullseye, right? With the girl who like also runs away from home and her parents are like too obsessed with raising their like video game family. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is that the next episode? I don't think that is the episode. Oh, it is, is it the episode. You are yeah. completely right. Hold on. Hold on. Did these air? They did air the same night. Look at you. Thank you. I know I'm sometimes. Um, wait, is this, does this then turn into that episode? It does. I think so, yeah. 
Isn't there a karate class or something? Yeah, the karate I class my girl pees her pants. Yes. Look at you. I'm very impressed. Um, I'm learning so much. Uh, Daryl learned Bailey Madison has been doing work since forever. That's oh, true. yeah. She has been acting since she was very young. She seems like a, a wonderful person, too. We love that for her. Yeah. Um, good call on these airing together. Thank you. Wow. All right. Um, let us tell you some big, important, exciting news and where to find the poll. Um this Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific, um, I am doing a stream over on my Twitch channel. I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, and Taylor and Felicia will be joining me. Um, the stream is a drink or dare uh, game. We are going to be playing live be, on the air. Be gentle with me. <laughs> be nice to me. Um, yeah, so let me, I'm going to share the screen um drink or dare we're gonna do that this friday um other people are going to be there as well that you may remember from after buzz um lauren lagrasso is going to be there mary lou mandel um and other people as well but i'm really excited about that this friday so if you missed felicia this week that's where you're going to be able to find her on friday if you guys dare me to act, reenact the hot house scene again, I guess I'll have no choice but to do that. Um, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want to come watch us play Drink or Dare or suggest some dares, you can find us this Friday on my Twitch channel. But until then, uh, Taylor, where can everyone find you and the poll? Yes, you guys can find me in the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore and you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Awesome. Uh, I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L, including twitch.tv slash Yell Teagle, where we will be Friday playing Drink or Dare. Um, I'm so excited about this stream. It's going to be wild and exciting. But if you uh, want to come watch it, please do. We'll be live. You can suggest dares. Um, and next week we will be back for a brand new episode of SVU and the pilot of organized crime. I really want to keep calling it criminal intent and I, I'm glad it's, it's not criminal intent, but you know what I mean? It's a different thing. Different thing. All right. Um, that's it. And Felicia will be back with us next week. Uh, I'm going to give the hotline one more time, just in case you need it. It's 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Take care of each other. Be kind to each other. Have a great week. All right, Ellen. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Bye.